To be creative, there is an aspect of kind of rule breaking, not replicating. You have to kind of do a lot of the repetitive and mundane work to get to that point. That totally tracks with going from somebody who's practicing and putting a lot of time in learning the scales and everything to being at the point where they can improvise like a jazz solo or something and truly kind of get something outside the box and that's unique. And I live for moments like this. Hi, and welcome to season two of Vicarious. We are so happy to be back and can't wait to chat with even more interesting guests and have even more meaningful conversations. For those who are new here, and if you didn't know, Vicarious is a podcast that dives into the creative minds of me, Alex Scott, and me, Karen White, and anyone else who will talk to us. And today, that person is Chris Salas Lyon. Hello. <laughs> Chris is a session drummer and comedy musician from Vancouver, BC. He has performed live and recorded with artists such as Speed Control, Rod Moore, Strange Tides, Paper Trails, and many more. In 2022, he released a six-song comedy rock album titled The Multiverse under the name Creos. <laughs> Each song spotlights a different character that you might see in your local mall. Welcome, Chris. Yay! I'm so glad to be here. Thanks, Thanks for coming, Thanks and for thank me. you for being our first guest of season two. Yes. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was saying before, but you know, like I I I've been listening to a few episodes, and you guys are really onto something awesome with this. It's so stimulating to think about, and I don't know. I was like, when you guys asked me to be on, it would like really kind of uh, had me uh, second guessing myself a lot, but in like a good way, like, am I a creative person? Like, what do I actually do? That's I love how like, an invitation to yeah. our podcast is just sending people into a slight spiral. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Bit definitely. of an existential I mean, crisis. Yeah. Like, I really am I qualified to be think on Think about here? who I was. And what yeah. I, well, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, yeah. we... We are, face, we that, face every that every week. Yeah, that's got to be like everybody who comes on. Yeah, because that's a big, uh, that's a heavy mantle to carry. Like, I am a creative I, yeah. person. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting some the podcast interference. We've got here. some podcast situation for the listeners. We're recording this in August, and we've been experiencing the beginning of a heat wave. And so, luckily for us, for recording, it's not deathly hot in the apartment yet. But because of that. The cats are going a little nuts, so because they're like, yes, we can tear around. Like they're not just like prostrate. Prostate is that the no, not prostate. Oh my god, that is something else. <laughs> prostrate? I'm not sure. They're, they're Let's bored. Just, I, I could. I could change words but um i'm be i believe prostrate is when you're just like laid out on the ground okay <laughs> but well, maybe for <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is one of several episodes where you say something wildly I inappropriate i don't know what it means <laughs> i'm so I, I thought it was gonna be me <laughs> oh no don't I'm worry i to put you at ease here yeah, yeah, yeah. i i guess <laughs> we get over that hill very quickly Goose. That was me. Sorry. <laughs> Chris, keep it together. You know you're nervous, but oh my gosh, I'm really bad for that. Like I, well, yes, goose. It's birds. 
Um, oh, man. I'll use a word that I understand in context and I've heard many times, but then when I use it, I like kind of like question it immediately. Yeah, yeah. immediately, especially when I accidentally <laughs> say prostate. But well, that one you should definitely question. Yeah. That's not the one. I'm glad you didn't just yeah. keep moving along. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, so oh all that God. to say, the cats are going a little buck wild because for for most of the day they're just having to like lay out on the ground and try not to create any additional body heat. Right. Yeah. Since right. it's like a little cooler in the apartment right now, they're, they're going a little smoke. nuts. So they're and they love guests. Nuts. They do love yeah. friends. They're excited they're to have you sweet. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such oh. good hosts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Guess okay. Well, this has already here. gone off the rails a bit, yeah. but let's. Reel it back in in. with uh, our creative things of the week. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep that going. Alex, what is your creative thing of the week? Thank you, Karen. I will take that question. (laughs) Um, I I did realize that I sort of forgot to prepare an answer, but luckily I did do a creative thing this past week. Yesterday, I started, I didn't start yesterday, but yesterday I jammed with my boyfriend, Chris. We've been playing music together over the last couple of weeks, and I've been picking up bass and drums. Mm. Drums, like, a little less so. Oh, nice. Um, But I... I have started playing bass and and I also play synth for them. I do have, I guess, more like keyboard songs and that's easier for me since I've been playing keys for a long time. But bass and drums are definitely something new and like coming up with bass lines and honestly just the technique has been the most challenging and like Mm. my pinky really I need to start doing like lifting weights for my pinky so I can play bass because even just getting the calluses like mechanically totally well I do play guitar so that part's not too bad but just the amount of muscle strength you need to play bass versus guitar is pretty drastic and for me anyway so that's been cool and like playing his songs and coming up with parts has been creative mm-hmm. and it's been very fun so nice. yeah it's very creative how about for, you Karen well I also forgot to come up with something <laughs> we're professionals we're very professional here yeah. Chris but you know this is our first episode back so I'm gonna go back a couple weeks if that's okay we'll yes. allow it yeah, well yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. I was on vacation last week so you know I, I don't have anything ready to go here but the week before my vacation I I did a couple creative projects with my knitting and sewing <laughs> I yeah. Um, yeah I uh, finished my first like sewn item of clothing mm-hmm. a skirt that I was working on which took a surprising amount of time because I I didn't know what I was doing. I hopefully it won't take that long for the next one, but <laughs> I was gonna take a quick video and then I'm take sorry, it away Chris, from her. The, like immediately the podcasts are the best. Oh. <laughs> They're really on one today. And now and today they it's really it's are. kinda tick more than Gus, although Gus yeah. is being very vocal. That's They're celebrating a new season. Chill. They're excited yes. for you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're excited their birthday's coming up. You it's know? true. Oh, They're yeah. almost three. Um, And I wanted to just bring up one cute little anecdote. So Karen came over the other week and was wearing, you were wearing your new skirt. Yes. And my sister complimented you on it. Yes. Which is really sweet. And then Karen and I went to Barbie. We went and saw Barbie with Karen's sister, Julia. And you brought up how Sarah was the first person to like give you a genuine compliment about it after Julia was like, nice skirt. Okay, okay, let me clarify. Yeah, explain, explain it, because it, it is a cute story. It's funny. So and anyone who makes their own clothing will probably 
you know, resonate with this. This will resonate with them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if someone goes immediately off the bat like oh nice did you make that you kind of question like why would you why would you think that that? yeah what's wrong with it that makes it look homemade yeah (laughs) you know so so alex that sound oh yeah right it's like oh did you make that like you know oh sweetie yeah oh that's really that's special yeah that's really special for you yeah but but crafty (laughs) yeah Yeah, if it's followed up by you're so crafty that relationship is over yeah that's done done. so you know i came over and you complimented me but you knew i was making you were making it that's so it was nice you know it was a great compliment i also (laughs) think i i wore it to work the day before and told you i made it Chris and Chris, Chris like, and I great. worked together and you're like wow it was really nice I'm like, th- yeah thanks but you know I told you I made it already so I, you have to say that well I also remember the uh like the the top you were crocheting knitting yeah knitting that, and that and that was really cool because I saw you like the progress of it as well oh, and then yeah. you came to work wearing it one day and it fit great and the color was awesome and Thank like the you. pattern was really cool that was thanks. awesome to see like it's it's cool to get to like kind of see the steps yeah, involved, involved in, in the in the well not involved in the process <laughs> I, like to think that I, was, I gave some yes, harsh and- critique that uh, <laughs> went I think, <laughs> an integral part of that process yeah yeah, that's yeah. Right. I Karen could not have done that without you yeah <laughs> I don't know if you can knit, like, credits in the back. (laughs) Just on my Ralph on the tag. On the tag. On the tag. With input by Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Constructive criticism. (laughs) By Kraus. By Kraus. Kraus. It's fun to say. Kraus. I'm saying Kraus. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Okay, anyway. sorry. Okay. You're creative. So thing. when Sarah, Alex's sister, saw it, she said, oh, I love that skirt. And Alex goes, oh, she made it. And she goes, no, you made that? And that is the ultimate the compliment. Ultimate compliment. That's, yeah. that's it. They just like the piece of clothing, and then they freak out when you made it. That's... Mm. That's yeah. big. So then when my sister, who also knew I was making the skirt, went, whoa, that's your skirt. It looks great. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then she went on to tell Julia that she, she, <laughs> she got her first genuine compliment about it. Yeah. 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 And like, great. I guess our opinions count for nothing. <laughs> no, but it was just really funny because they're like, yeah. well, you've known the whole time that I'm making this. So yeah. It's it not your fault. It doesn't it's hit just, the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's not genuine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so that that sewing skirt. Oh my gosh, this is such a long story. That the the top that you brought up. I also finished that. Yeah. um, Knitted tank top. Creating a whole wardrobe here. That's so cool. Um, Will not be taking commissions. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Nobody contact me. Nobody contact (laughs) me. Who's got the time, honestly? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. it takes me it takes a forever. Long, long time. Long time. But but it's been really fun. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's been creative, I mm-hmm. guess, Definitely. you know, to, to work on those things. You come up with the yarn choice or the fabric choice and you, you know, make it work for you. You kind of tweak it as you go. Yeah. And just doing it, yeah, in and of itself. You have is, like an awesome tangible result that you can show for yeah. your own work. <laughs> it's nice to have yeah. a tangible result. I feel like a lot of, or not a lot of creative projects. A lot of creative Specifically projects have them, but music. music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess just having music, unless you record it and you put it out there, it kind of just can 
drift off into the ether. Yeah. Totally. Oh, that happens to me all the time. Like I start lots of projects, mm-hmm. but never finish them. So it's yeah. rare to, I don't know. For me, it's rare to get like a final tangible thing I can, I can show off. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. I'm envious when people are good at following through and finishing a thing yeah. that they set their mind to. And speaking yeah. of all those unfinished projects, <laughs> just kidding. But Chris, <laughs> what was your creative thing for the week? Oh, yeah. Um, so... I've been, like, in the last year, I've started getting into, like, Dungeons and Dragons a lot. And so in the last week, I've been, like, I I really want to start, like, running my own games. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. playing as a player right now with a group of friends. You want to be a dungeon master. I want to be a dungeon master because it seems like such a cool combination of skills. Like, you're you're writing and preparing and creating this world, you know, a little fantasy world that the players play in. But you also have to be able to, like, improvise as well. So there's a lot of preparation but then like the players might decide to do something you didn't plan for and you have to be able to improvise around that there's like storytelling involved which is you know as uh, it's like one of the most kind of fundamental human things that we do like you know just telling telling stories to each other but like we're all involved with it and we're all collaborating on it too it's it's such a cool thing so so last week or so I've been trying to like make um, I've been working on my own kind of worlds that I'd like give to a bunch of players and trying to add to it and like not just like a world but like a world event that'll happen and if no matter where they are like this thing will happen they'll have to react to it so I'm trying not to write like you know A happens and then B happens and then C happens it's like you're kind of writing scenarios instead of it's almost like a choose your own adventure book but like right. lots more but <laughs> with can, way can, more options yeah because they can decide to do whatever they want really and a lot um, more nuance I guess like there's little yeah. changes that can happen and it scratches that itch of like I, I really like doing funny voices so if you're the dungeon <laughs> master you get to like you know they'll go to a shopkeeper and you get to do like uh, oh hello welcome to my yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what sort of magic items would you you know nice you to flex a couple different muscles so. yeah yeah exactly it's a really cool combination of skills and it's been like it's it's been getting that sort of uh scratching that creative itch lately that i i I go up and down on getting that. Like sometimes, like the last time I got that was like putting that album, The Multiverse, together mm-hmm. where I felt like I had a lot of momentum. And then after it was done, I was like, okay, I'm going to make more songs. And then just kind of nothing really came out and it felt forced. And I was like, well, I guess that's yeah. uh, gone. Yes, that's <laughs> guess it, I'm not then. creative anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but then started kind of putting this together and then one idea feeds another and then it start, the momentum starts coming back. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like once I get that, I really have to latch onto it and ride that wave while I can yeah, until it disappears yeah. and I'm not creative anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The way that you were relating that, to, just to jump right into your yeah, yeah. project, I know that we've got kind of another question that we're going to mm. lead back to, but since you kind of brought it up already, I just wanted to ask you, because your project multiverse is very character driven mm-hmm. and you're inhabiting these different characters yeah. um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your each song is from the perspective of, of a different person in the mall. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so similar to how you're approaching this campaign, I guess. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or oh, I guess yeah. that's how all campaigns are in a sense, right? Like you're creating yeah. these different worlds. You you're keeping these specific characters in mind Obviously, that's something that like really you're inspired by or like that gets those creative juices flowing. Would you say that you approach your music generally more from that storytelling 
character-driven point of view, or do you also write from an autobiographical perspective? Yeah, it's sort of, like, it. you know, with everything it depends, but, like, I think the, the stuff that I've liked that I've made the most has been that sort of character driven one because it's it's easier in my head to like to to visualize it and like to illustrate it and come up with imagery for it and kind of make it more more tangible when you hear it i don't write that much original material like my main interaction with music is is as a session person as like a session drummer as a sideman and that side of things is is sort of the like the uncreative end of music but like if i'm just in the sense of you know you have to approach it very in a formulaic way and like approach it rationally like I have to take my ego out of it and just play the part that supports the creative person (laughs) and in the front right Um, but so but but coming up with with original stuff which I didn't do that much I just got this kind of like big urge and inspiration to do this thing and it sort of carried away but it, it made sense to do lots of different sort of characters all take place in one thing and make it all connected it felt it made it more real I guess for me and it was, it was more fun to think about. I sort of drew a lot of that from, I don't know, I worked retail for almost 15 years, and a lot of that was working in, working in like a dying mall, like at, at mm-hmm. Capilano Mall in North Vancouver oh, wow. yeah. for a long time. That and like see, working there, yeah, and like seeing stores like close down, close down, mm-hmm. turn into like a phone store or something. Yes. The Sears closed down there. And like, it was, yeah, it was just kind of interesting. And then it got me thinking like, okay, I'm like putting this out as I'm about to turn 30. It feels like I need to have like a little snapshot of where I was at at the time. Nice. And so I've got the setting of Dying Mall that I worked in and, and all the kind of like funny regulars that you would get mm-hmm. in that mall. And it felt like, you know, like it's a funny like joke thing, but I could still like sort of relate it. And it was, it was still sort of real. Yeah, yeah. Really, you yeah. can kind of, you can really <coughs> flesh, you can really flesh characters out, I'm guessing. When they come yeah. from that real place, right, it becomes a lot less one-dimensional. Yeah. All that reference. When I, when I was in bands out of high school and I tried to be like the main songwriter I a lot of what I would come up with was like too like serious or too like edgy and I'd like Mm. there's so much self-doubt involved I'm like what am I trying to say here like am I trying to sound deep when I have not even (laughs) I haven't lived enough to be able to talk (laughs) about anything like this when you're like awareness because yeah when you're a teenager and you feel everything feels so heavy and real yeah Yeah. I was very much like that earnest like this is meaningful you know like it's my I remember playing one of my original songs for my sister and she's like you know what this means, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I lived it. Yeah, lived this it. is my I'm going to marry him. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I know Taylor's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We're in love. Yeah, okay. totally. But and I found it so much easier to, to, to write, like, funny songs because I could, I could sort of take myself out of it and, and just make it about these, like, funny characters right. and stuff. But then, like, still have it be sort of draw from things that, that I could actually relate to and saw and could talk about. Yeah. Know, which, for me, is <laughs> working in a mall. <laughs> sounds so lame. <laughs> I think no, it's, like, a it, really r- relatable experience, though. And, sure, you yeah. Know, and, and it's so particular to, like, this like you said, like this snapshot of time. So when Mm -hmm. you said that you worked at Capilano Mall, me coming from Saskatchewan, 
Capilano Mall is one of the only places in the city of Vancouver that reminds me of Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, remind, you know, it could be anywhere in Canada. Yeah. Besides yeah. the fact that it's still pretty nice. Like, it's pretty new. Like, it looks a lot yeah. fancier than the strip malls around where I grew up. But the same experience of like all of these like kind of weird stores that open up and a lot of like shuttered stores. And then the one like flagship grocery store that kind of keeps the whole thing going. And then like <laughs> maybe a winner's and then everything else is just like weird, like transient. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Cause it got me thinking like, you and know, if you, if you look at like <laughs> movies in the eighties or nineties or whatever, and like all the teens are hanging out in the mall and yeah. that's the place to be. And there's arcades and cool stuff. It's like, that's, it's such a, big like kind of gathering spot for the community and like mm -hmm. you know just don't think about it you just don't take it for granted and now it's sort of petering off you can just order stuff off amazon like, yep. it, it yeah it doesn't make sense to go to a mall and there's all those like bigger like rather than a mall there's like that kind of industrial north american wasteland of like the big box stores yeah. <laughs> you know where we don't have that like kind of culture of like walking around like everyone's driving there and like buying like a Costco size order of whatever yeah. <laughs> and then like driving away. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas like, you know, pre malls, we had like main streets, you know, like downtowns and people would walk around in shops. I guess that still happens here, literally on main street. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> when we think of older cities, like a lot of those downtown cores are kind of dying yeah. and they retreated to malls. And now the malls are being like deserted for the more suburban, like, outer big box stores. At least that's been my experience in like, quote, middle Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, it felt like a good setting to put out, like place all those songs in and kind of, because I always feel like whenever you put out an album, it's sort of a snapshot of where you're at at that time period. Mm -hmm. uh, and it felt like, okay, yeah, no, that's, this is like a thing that's slowly dying off and it's not going to be a thing anymore, but it used to be and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah totally. So I think... And we can only make music or make art that we connect to and that, that we are able to put our own perspective into, right? Yeah. And so that's where you're coming from. I think that's always the best way to go, even if it's just a mall. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, oh, what's yeah. special about a mall? But that's your own relationship to it or even just relationship to the characters that you see there, right? Yeah, totally. And it's not like, you know, I was trying to make like a big statement or whatever, because like, it's hard to sound <laughs> deep talking about a mall. But <laughs> I think, I mean, I listened to, I listened to it like start to finish yesterday. I've oh, listened nice. to the tracks kind of yeah. separately. And the last song, Millennial, right? It, like ties together all yeah. the characters and kind of talks about how, the mall culture is a little bit dying or it's, you know, disappearing. Right. Yeah. And I felt, you know, I felt that in the last song, it was, it was like comedic. It was funny, but it kind of came together. It was like a message. There was like a point of view and yeah, that you know. last one was just kind of like for, for me. Cause like all of like having such a hard time writing like serious songs and feeling like so much safer writing uh, like I can just you know not take it seriously write a joke song make people laugh awesome feels good and then it, like by the end I was like okay well if I'm like taking this seriously enough to like put all this effort into these like you know dumb songs about nothing then <laughs> yeah. I, like I should like have something you know try and challenge myself a little bit and face that fear of self-doubt and whatever and try and write mm -hmm. this thing that actually is talks about that and yeah, there's More reflective. I don't know who this quote is from, but it's 
something I've heard where you have to take the work seriously, but not yourself seriously. Yeah, <laughs> you know, hundred percent. I think I, with, I like that a lot. Yeah, with comedy especially, right? Like you are making something funny and humorous, but you still have to put care into it and detail and yeah, take that seriously. Yeah, I always thought that that's a funny contrast like people who are you know funny for a living have to take it so seriously mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah really like, like how do you thing. go about doing that I mean that's I'm curious what your relationship is I mean we're getting we're, we're getting very uh should we just keep going with let's it? just keep going okay. sure, we were yeah. going to uh like as as listeners may remember last season we would begin every conversation with have you always considered yourself a creative person and Mm. we've decided that we might format it a little differently so we kind of blew past our (laughs) first question and we're already right into it and I've got we've got threads that we want to kind of keep pulling yeah so so that's just we're just gonna keep going yeah I'm curious, you coming from a comedic viewpoint with your music, but it is so detailed. You know, every character, every song is like a different kind of genre. It's a different tone. It's got different instrumentation, different voices. And different, uh, people playing on each song. Too. Yeah, different. Yeah. yeah, different musicians. It really, you know, it just all works together to really create the setting and the character. And there's a lot of attention to detail, I think, and a lot of care that went into crafting the multiverse. So how do you go about doing that? That was like my favorite part of it, I think, was like after because like the the songs just started off as like lyrics in a notepad that I was like writing at work to make everybody laugh <laughs> and nice. stuff like, oh, imagine if this was like a song or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and, like yeah. go like this. Well, I was thinking about um, like my favorite band ever, Tenacious D, like with Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. He's like one of my biggest inspirations because he's similar. Like he's so funny and so like goofy, but like puts like real serious hard work into like the the music and his mm-hmm. singing and the different like layering behind it. So I I loved the idea of like having something so like silly have so much like effort put into yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Like, that whole process of like going from notepad to just like really bad demos I made on Logic to picking out the musicians that would be good for each part and then having them add their creative flair on it. It was really, really fun for me, and it was it was exciting, like seeing all the songs evolve. Because I had like sort of in my head what they would sound like, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want it to just be that. Like I find, I'm, I'm more of like a brainstormy guy than a planning guy. Yeah, like right. I really like bouncing stuff off of other people, and it mm. just for me it gets better ideas and results than if I try and like plan everything meticulously myself. So. That whole process was really fun. I was like, every every song I had different musicians on. I would I had this uh, jam space I was renting out, and I would just kind of book little meetings with different people to like, okay, like this is sort of the part, but what if you try this and this? And they're like, oh, what if this works? And nice. it, it was really fun. Pretty process. collaborative in that. Yeah, way, that I sense. loved that whole that yeah. whole thing. Like and I wouldn't have been able to do the project if 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 it weren't for that kind of collaboration. I think like it would it would just be as far as lyrics on a notepad and then bad demos in Logic. Because <laughs> they were real bad. Like, it was it was me, like, singing through, like, a bad microphone and then, like, <laughs> trying to do, like, high harmonies in, like, a really bad falsetto and stuff. <laughs> like, trying to get the, yeah, like, yeah. So, like, high 
the one from the can I speak to the manager? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was doing all that, like <laughs> yeah. make <laughs> like just not even like not even putting effort into it, but just to like get the idea on paper right. on on a recording to show to somebody, and then like right. uh, that one I got I got to Abby to sing on, and yeah. she, she did such a great job on it. Yeah, uh, she, yeah, she did. But it incredible. was it was really cool and rewarding getting to like draw from all of these kind of awesome talented musicians that I knew, and then everybody got to add a little bit onto it and. It felt like really cool for me because that I don't know I I wouldn't this that's how I got to where I am is from like making friends with people and like mm-hmm. being I don't know I never as far as like session work goes for example I don't like I'm not the the most talented drummer out there but like I I do the bare minimum really well and then I'm a, a good hang <laughs> I feel like that gets me a lot of work <laughs> like Sometimes hold that's down a good need. pocket yeah. don't get in the way uh, have good time. But then just be, like, fun to hang out with and really easy to, like, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, I'll show up on time and, and not make a fuss. I want to uh, come back to the session thing, but I just yeah. wanted to say that's news to me that it wasn't, like, meticulously planned because it mm-hmm. the project comes together so, so well. And each mood of each song is quite different. And it does feel very of the style that you're doing. Um, So knowing that there was so much collaboration, I mean, I know obviously you did have specific vision and you, you did have your, I I imagine there probably was a lot more direction, I guess, in the demos than maybe you're even aware of just because each mood of each song was so specific. And then also it was very orchestrated, like it's very well orchestrated. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm just saying that I'm surprised that you weren't kind of this master <laughs> orchestrator and like very, you know, yeah. not, not that I think, I mean, we're just meeting now and, and I would not assume after meeting you that you would be <laughs> like, no, it's this part. I'm like, is that sharp? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Not like, that. like you seem very, like you said, like a good hang, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but it just really came together so cohesively. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to hear that there was, you know, input and, and, a lot of, I guess, probably like evolution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it and depending on the parts, like some some stuff, I can when it comes to like backup and vocal harmonies, I could have that kind of written out and like lyrics and like chord structure. But then even on like certain songs, I collaborated with uh, Louise Melgar at the time he was working at at Long and McQuaid, and I was like showing him the notepad, and I was like, oh, I have this funny song, and I'm not sure like what chords to do. He's like, oh, sit down with me, let's like try and work it out. And he gave me some like oh. chord structure ideas, and I I just used those. Those were oh, awesome. He's, yeah, he's, the he's so nice. Guy. Yeah, he's oh. a great guy. Yeah, and he was so supportive, and like when they put the put the project out, he was like, oh, this is so great. If you ever do this live, I want to play on it. Oh, <laughs> my God, yeah. you should do it live. <laughs> oh, that would be a lot of, that'd be a lot of people. Yeah. You would have to coordinate, probably. But it was, it was fun, like, kind of taking that sort of, like, almost like a director role on it, because, mm-hmm. like, when we recorded each part, like, the, a lot of it was, you know, I didn't have the band all in one room ever. It was just kind of recording each person separately, one at a time, over, over the course of, uh, like a year or something. But yeah, like it was it was fun getting to kind of do that sort of direction on on each part and kind of refine the stuff people would do. Like I would have a basic idea of what I wanted and I could describe it and then they would play what they imagined that would be and then I can kind of just give little little bits of feedback. More often than not though, they just played exactly what it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, that's like it. Uh, that's like the the first demo 
I did for that song, Maybe I Practiced Too Much, oh about God, the guitar yes. shredder, <laughs> yeah. is, is, is my good friend Zach Brannon, who's like an amazing guitar player. And I, I like wrote the song with him in mind. And then I like sent him the demo with like just the MIDI drums and keys and my scratch vocals on it. And he sent back a, what could be a final recording on it. Just like wow. perfect with like little fills in between reflecting what the lyrics are saying and oh, everything. Like, nice. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. He was, it, that was like spot on. Then when we did a final recording, it was just a different version of exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just like the same parts, different shredding. Had it yeah. completely. Yeah, he just had it right away. It's amazing. So yeah. It takes a lot of, I mean, I know you're saying it was pretty organic, it was very collaborative, but just planning like who to ask and knowing like who's going to take care of these parts and putting kind of yeah. trust in people like that takes some planning as well that was fun too because i i kind of knew like i had a different guitar player on every song and i wanted to have like a thing where i get like all my friends together on it mm -hmm. and and everybody has different strengths that they're good at and it was fun thinking like oh this song's like a little sort of funkier seb chamney would be amazing for that <laughs> like doing yeah. really fun chords the you know this song is like from the point of view of a Karen like so a, Karen, Which a person I... who happens to be named Karen who <laughs> happens to <laughs> make complaints at retail stores the not that you've ever Karen. done that yeah no ever no once. never once in my life no I but, have to be I have to be extra careful okay I'm, oh man I'm the pressure the nicest person <laughs> to salespeople I was really nervous about describing yeah. that song to you yeah <laughs> but like yeah writing that one I was like well I can't sing this one so I got get like somebody else to sing it abby could like bring all this like sass and self-righteousness yeah. to, to the part and, <laughs> yeah. yeah and as hurt as i was that so you didn't ask me to play the part of karen no, you're too uh, kind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no she she really she i couldn't have done it yeah, half yeah. as good she really <laughs> nailed the part she it's, knows it's a little too close it's something that you've done or do but just the fact that you've had to like contend with this cultural <laughs> yeah. movement for years yeah. now i'd bring then, too much heart to the carrot you know yeah. i'd be like yeah. too sensitive too sympathetic, too sympathetic. Yeah. 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 yeah 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 too, yeah. too kind and warm yeah. <laughs> too kind and warm can't right for the pot i do feel like you're yeah. just the storytelling aspect the whole ep the multiverse seems very cinematic are movies yeah. something that you're interested in? Is that like, have, did you ever think of it that way? I know you play video games and you no, like games. No, but I'm super into, like, and always have been super into like cartoons and animated shows. Okay. So yeah. like, like I grew up on The Simpsons. And like I, I totally pictured like all these songs as like little, like an animated show that like all takes place in the yeah, mall. And there's yeah. all these characters that pop in and out. Like that to me was something I could like visualize wanted to have that reflected in the artwork as well. Yeah, I was just going to bring up the cover art because it's so great. So yeah. um, what was your input on that and who did it? That was my friend Christina Kruger-Woodrow, fantastic artist and great friend uh, through high school. And yeah, I, I could, I knew her art style, which was that really like fun, like goofy, like almost kind of reminds me of that show Adventure Time, if you've yeah. ever seen that. Yes, like, totally. Yeah, uh, and, and like vibrant, like colors. And, and, I, and I knew like that sort of thing suits exactly what, I, and so I like pitched her, like what if you do one for like each of my characters and I can do like a single for each one and then one for the album where I put them all together. So and she was pretty just, integral, like right Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah, and like, I, I talked with her about like the whole project and like what each song's about and sent her like 
the song before it was released, just so she could get the vibe for it and everything. And with those two similar, like she would send kind of the sketch back before coloring it, and it would be like above and beyond like Aww. what I'm picturing. Like it's That's so amazing. perfect, and that That's that actually awesome. helped like flesh out in my head like what. <laughs> the story yeah. and the characters are and what they look like and even little things like what their kind of moods are and everything like like the the art she did for the like all the little stoner characters in High in the Drive-In oh, was yeah. so great because like I just pictured them as a bunch of like you know whatever like goof stoners in a van but they're all like one of them's feeding the other a burger in her art <laughs> and they're like they seem really close like they're Aww. having so much fun they're together so like she added like a lot genuine of genuine like, friendship yeah. there yeah, they're not just, like, it felt yes. so much more real like oh, with those little touches like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like that's driving great. a couch through a drive-thru. <laughs> like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so great. Okay, here's an idea. Get a grant. Make it into a cartoon yeah, movie. Like, oh, just that's have, the dream. Yeah. Or an episode, like a show. Like an episode per, per character kind yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. But oh, all yeah. of the characters are in it, but like one episode focuses on. Totally. Yeah. And make it like a musical too. So yeah. you can throw oh, yeah. like, this, the <laughs> like have a couple songs it? or like redone versions or yeah, totally. little short ones and stuff. Yeah, that's been the dream. I, I, I did think about that. That'd be really fun. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that wasn't your dream until today. That was my <laughs> idea. I'm going to yeah. take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that. Whoa, thanks, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I expect to be an executive she's, producer. Exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. the EP. I get a credit on, on, your, <laughs> on your knitted <laughs> top. Yes. You get a credit yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair trade-off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you or just to find out more about. So you've made mention of like this great musical community that you've fostered and collaborations with friends who have helped you realize this vision and they've really come like, 100% with the ideas that you've presented them. Like yeah. they've really matched oh, yeah. you and met you. And so... I'm wondering about your experience at VCC, if a lot of those musical friends have come from there, and just about the role of friendship in your creative process in general. I know you've already touched on that because you've mentioned a lot of the collaborators, yeah. but yeah, if you could go into kind of like how you formed your musical community and how much of that is directly related to VCC since you're our first yeah. VCC alum Woo! on the pod. Represent. Yeah, Let's a different go. music program, finally, for our listeners. We it's made not it. all Cap, Cap Jazz alum. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good question because that like that was definitely huge I, and I always told people like if my other musician friends that weren't going to music school were like asking about it I always said like the best thing about doing a music program was like your peers that you're around like because the the classes is one thing like you get what you put into it but the biggest thing and the best thing I got out of it was being around all these like-minded musicians every day that are all practicing and pushing and somebody you'll see somebody make these huge milestones and then it pushes you to like, oh man, I could probably do that if I really pushed at it. And that was awesome to be around and like making all these friends there and then being able to like call on them. All the big like gigs I've gotten as a side man have been like from people I went to school with or subbing for people I went to school with. It was huge and that was the best thing I got out of school. Like the knowledge and the lessons were were great, but like the, the community was the best part. I wouldn't be able to still be doing music, I think, if it weren't for that. Like I'm somebody that very much, I guess, relies on that community I'm around. But it, like, you know, cause it works to my strengths, I guess. Like I, I can't, if I can't hold down like the best drummer, you know, position, I can hold down like being 
fun to be around and like, you know, make, make friends easily and like make people laugh and stuff and then kind of use that to get gigs and hang out with people and have all these awesome experiences. I had that reflect on my final recital too, like I wanted to have different people on each song, same thing. I like having lots of variety, like on the album, all the yeah. genres are different. So uh, having like different genres for each song and touch on lots of different things was really fun for me. And yeah, and like my final recital, I had lots of different people on, but then like, it was also a very like, let's go back to my roots of music, more like kind of rock and pop and rush and progressive rock and things. Mm. But but now with all the stuff I've learned and with the people I've met and how much I've grown since I started, that was a really nice thing to do. So something that you've mentioned twice now is like being a good hang, like maybe not being <laughs> the absolute like top drummer in the city, but being yeah. a good hang and being able to make connections with people and create relationship and being able to like play what the song needs. You kind of mentioned that earlier about that process, maybe not being the most creative, like quote unquote creative thing. Like yeah. you're not necessarily trying to like create the most innovative drum part you know you just need yeah. to like oh, totally. put in a part that makes sense and so one thing you had mentioned to us that we were thinking about maybe exploring topic wise was the role of ego in making music and so I think that that's really indicative of like kind of how you approach people you know rather than trying to demonstrate the top of your ability it's more about like doing what the song needs and also about creating those relationships can you kind of like expand on your idea of yeah. egoism in music or or, or yeah, whatever you're thinking with that for sure uh when when I was thinking about like <laughs> after being asked to come on I was thinking about like am I creative like what am I do because I because I do like mainly I'm doing a lot of uh, like sideman session drumming stuff right now and to do that uh, like we were saying before is it's it's kind of sort of an uncreative approach to music in the sense that I'm not coming up with like a really innovative part for the song it's it's what supports the song the most it's it's not like inserting me Chris the drummer into the song it's like the drum part is amplifying what the focus of the song actually needs to be whether it's the vocals or the the solo that's happening at the time or even just the song itself the song itself yeah 100 percent I played drums on my own album and I didn't do anything flashy or crazy on that because that's not, I wrote it as a drummer, but I didn't like write it as a drummer. <laughs> you know, right. it's not a drummer album. It's, it's supposed to be about the songs. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I, it kind of made me think like, man, being a side person, you're like involved in somebody else's creativity, but it's more about supporting it and, and approaching that from a, a more rational formulaic standpoint. Specifically not putting your stamp on it necessarily yeah. because it's literally someone else's project. Yeah, someone that's right. stamp that you're trying yeah. to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love doing that. I love being able to like be a part of somebody else's creative project but from from that supportive role and like and and amplifying it and backing somebody else up but uh, yeah it doesn't like feel creative to me if if that makes sense because like you know usually the parts are either pre-written and I have to replicate it or there's like a fairly obvious oh you know with this kind of sound this part would make sense under mm. it and then on the other side of things i think to be really creative you need a good sense of ego and self-worth of like i'm going to put my personal stamp on on this stuff 
and tell my story and and you know this is you know who I am and what I'm about and like that that does require some ego so it's almost like I think to be creative you do need some aspect of ego and self-worth it's a balance of both yeah. for sure yeah. and I think one thing that we maybe take for granted as artists bleh, um, <laughs> feels so pretentious <laughs> like, as an artist <laughs> um, but something that might feel obvious to you of like what a song needs might still be quite specific to you right like I, I mean a basic beat like a pop song yeah probably anyone could <laughs> kind yeah. of do but but th there are still elements of whatever you put into it that are uniquely you but maybe they're just not that evident because they feel they seem just sort of like it's it's kind of like whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah that that's like true too like you can you you can sort of tell like if three drummers play the same beat you can still sort of tell who's who if you if you kind of know them enough like just the you know the weight you put on certain beats or on the snare or the kick or whatever however you approach it so there is still like a, a subtle stamp on things but it's really not it's just from the nature of you playing as opposed to like this is the part I'm doing or like mm -hmm. I'm 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 in this too and I'm a feature my busy drum part yeah. <laughs> well I yeah. mean if you were doing that no one would hire you <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly that's yeah. Like, you, you keep do, in the mix <laughs> yeah you do have to tamper down maybe some ideas sometimes when you're working like with another person for their project yeah. but I mean the way you were talking about all the collaborators and the friends that you had to play on your project yeah. right uh, they were very creative with it I think there is room for creativity in that space but like you said Alex maybe it's not necessarily as overt or like as conscious you know it's a little more ingrained and it's maybe more about the approach or like how you view creativity you know like one of the things we're trying yeah. to figure out with this podcast is just what creativity means to different people because we ourselves struggle with feeling creative, right? Totally. Or putting that pressure on ourselves to be a creative person because we went into a creative field or we identify yeah. with a creative profession, right? And one thing I was noodling on and Karen and I have talked about exploring this topic and maybe this is something that we'll weave through several episodes, but it feels pretty natural to bring it up here in relation to session musicians is what I've been thinking about is the difference between creativity and creating. So oh, there are yeah. things that you create. So for instance, my example was knitting because that's, I've used that as like my creative thing for the week, but really it's not in a narrow sense, it's not creative because I'm not inventing anything. Like I'm not using my imagination. I'm literally following instructions <laughs> to a T, you yeah. know, I, it is creative in the nature that I am making a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a piece of art in a sense, or like, you know, it's a tangible object, but like you were saying with playing in someone's session, like it might not, you are creating, but it might not feel creative. Yes. Um, and so just like, what's the relationship between creating and creativity? Because if you were to say, oh, I'm a drummer, I'm a session, I'm a session musician, I'm a session drummer, the lay person would be like, oh, he's a creative person. <laughs> Even though that right. process might not feel all that creative compared to some of the other things that you do. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any like thoughts or? I feel like, yeah, like it's, 
it's creative adjacent. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of the difference between, or I guess the first thing I thought of is the difference between like, if you get a, if you get a Lego set and follow the instructions, like you created the thing, but if you took all the pieces and made your own thing, like you're being really creative mm -hmm. with that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you're, like you're kind of foregoing the, the pre-prescribed thing that it needs to be because like you know you can follow the instructions you put together the ikea furniture it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you created the thing mm -hmm. i i'm creative in that i make my own hair and fingernails <laughs> tangible yeah. result yeah. i grow it myself <laughs> but <laughs> but uh yeah i didn't uh, do anything like clever with it <laughs> But you chose that haircut, you know? Mm -hmm. You're kind of... I didn't. It just kind of <laughs> <laughs> woke up and it ended up like this. Oh. If I had the choice, <laughs> it'd be a lot nicer. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. It won't. And my hair doesn't listen to what I, what I hope for, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I guess it's, it's kind of an ongoing idea that I want that I, I hope that we grapple with more. And, and I think that something that just came to me is that there is a lot of kind of non-creative work that goes into creativity. Like sometimes yeah. you just have to do those like either prescriptive or instructive or repetitive activities in order for creativity to flow through you. Yeah. So like, you know, taking the time to develop a skill, going through your drum lessons, maybe you're not like creating your own beats yet, but eventually you will. And like for me and my knitting, maybe someday <laughs> I'll make up my own pattern. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I don't really see that happening, but it could. And there's yeah. still value in that like repetitive motion of creating, even if it isn't particularly creative. Yeah. I, I think there's something to be said too about just doing or choosing to do something that is not the mundane, like... <laughs> adult things that we have to do like just choosing how you spend your time right right when you're creating something or you're choosing to play music even if it's someone else's music you're choosing to create and exercise like a different part of your brain and I think that's like inherently creative I think you know just the act of choosing that right I like that <laughs> yeah, yeah it's part participation is the word that came yeah. into mind like, <laughs> yeah. rather yeah. than just not to denigrate like watching tv or or anything like that but like rather than being like kind of passive you're choosing an action be active yeah which yeah I, I really like that there because the, to be creative there is an aspect of kind of rule breaking involved like you have mm -hmm. to do something different and innovative and unique and not replicating like you were saying you have to kind of do a lot of the sort of repetitive and mundane work to get to that point like they always say in music school you have to learn the rules before you can break them yeah yeah and that that totally tracks with going from somebody who's practicing and putting a lot of time in learning the scales and everything to being at the point where they can improvise like a jazz mm -hmm. solo or something and truly kind of get something outside the box and that's unique to them. Yeah. Even just like playing the drums on someone else's music is still, you know, exercising those skills and it's maybe opening up like ideas that you're not really aware of, but it's just kind of getting your foot in the door and kind of yeah. allowing you to keep going with that, with yeah. music in general maybe, or just seeing someone being inspired by someone else's creative decisions can then, you know, sort of inform your own. Yeah, it's like part of the work of having yourself surrounded by mm -hmm. that type of thing, that kind of content or those people as much as you can. Yeah. 
being in a music store all the time is awesome. Yeah. There's like talented teachers playing. There's like students getting better. There's like instruments around you all the time. Somebody might come in and they're like amazing and they're just trying out an instrument. It's really cool, like putting yourself in as much as you can in environments where that's around you all the time. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah, I wouldn't be doing this as much if I didn't have that sort of thing going on a lot. I would be remiss if we didn't bring up the comedy aspect of your music. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, do you have a specific memory or do you remember like kind of an age where you figured out that you were funny? Do you remember <laughs> that experience do you think at of all? Yourself as funny? <laughs> you must. <laughs> I know I've I can make people laugh. I don't know if I'm like funny. <laughs> I don't think of myself as so funny. The ego but I found it was really hard to be funny on purpose when I was like oh. writing like the songs and trying to be like this is a song that I am putting out and I stand by and it is funny please laugh <laughs> now like, right that felt weird uh, more but off the cuff. I as far as early memory goes I don't know about like being funny like I grew up with four brothers we we're close to the same age and we'd all like make each other laugh all the time and my family was funny too but I really got into like the some of my early early music memories that like where I was like trying to find music that I liked and discovered like oh this is an artist and I like this artist was getting into Weird Al. (laughs) I was gonna ask because I know you you brought up Tenacious D but when I was listening I mean of course because Weird Al is kind of like the the artist that one brings to mind when 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 we think think of comedy music comedy music parody yeah yeah so I was wondering how much of an influence I I heard Weird Al versions of songs before the original versions of songs (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) another one rides the bus I heard before the Queen version (laughs) he had like I can't remember what he what it was called I think it was called Enter Napster and it was the Enter Sandman parody and I heard that before the Metallica version Mm. so many of them I just and I thought it was hilarious and I had like downloaded from LimeWire or BearShare or whatever on, yeah. on a CD and a little CD player and listen on the Weird Al mix. bus. Yeah, like my a favorite, whole Weird Al mix. My favorite Weird Al song is the, I don't know what it's actually called, but it's like the American Pie parody to Star oh. Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, bye, Mr. Anakin guy, maybe yeah, later that's someday right. later. Yeah. Now he's just a small fry. I know every word of that song. So <laughs> I listen good. to it. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, that stuff's pretty <laughs> creative too, even though like he's he kind of like does a, there's a formula there and it's like he takes a pre-written song and does like changes it up. But like there's a lot of creativity that goes into that too. Yeah. Which is sort of interesting. It's kind of, touching on both sides of things yeah yeah Yeah. well and like just all of the references like you have to be quick yeah oh yeah tying the ego thing into it his whole deal is named after him like yeah this is like my show is the Weird Al Yankovic show and these are all the songs but it's like it feels like it's not like him showing how talented he is or whatever it's like look how funny these songs are right Mm -hmm. it's more about the songs than about Weird Al even though he's the guy yeah (laughs) yeah that makes sense I think there is something to that. I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast or just maybe <laughs> privately, <laughs> probably on the pod, but that idea of rather than being ego focused with music, trying to think of what the song needs, you know, being like a conduit yeah. for the song, you know, yeah. if you have an idea, just trying to bring that to life in the best way you can, right? Whether that's, yeah, doing like an amazing vocal track or maybe keeping it more simplistic if that's like what is resonating with the song or kind of bringing it out, right? So taking your ego out of it in a way to really 
I think you can hear that in different musicians, like who is more focused on the music and who's more focused on like maybe their instrument. Yeah, totally. Yeah, more focused on like the song itself having more of a presence and more of character. Mm -hmm. And for me, like that's that's music I really enjoy. And I think that's really true with your with your music that you've released. It is obviously very about the characters, (laughs) very about the comedy kind of suggests that you yeah. know it kind of tells the listener right away that totally. it's about the character and i think i had an easier time writing those songs than like serious edgy songs when i was a teenager because i could kind of like take you know myself out i don't have to like make some big statement it's just the songs are are the thing and i'm just right. kind of seeing what i can make funny <laughs> one like caveat i wanted to add to that and again it's kind of i'm I'm thinking about when you said the amount of ego and ego might not exactly be the right word. It might be, it might be self-worth or at least just not taking the negative implication of ego, literally just like sense of self, but having, there is still that balance. Cause I agree with you, Karen, like we, we do have to approach music in like a self-aware, but, but the, the kind of caveat is that Sometimes the song requires you to have a bit of ego to take those risks to make something special, like to be able to like, oh, I'm going to try this like crazy run here, or I'm going to like really go for it and maybe like be self-confident enough to like fuck up and like, you know, make something that sounds crazy or, or, or or whatever it is, just like having the self-worth and the self-confidence to push yourself. Totally true. Like you need a bit of that to, to get something out there that, that has a bit of like uniqueness and a bit of difference behind it and like your own stamp. So that you're not just always playing Mm -hmm. it safe. Like, Oh, well this is, this song is like a little folk song and we'll just stay within these little, this little realm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's so easy 100%. for something to just be like, hmm, that's fine. That's yeah. And I've written yeah. plenty of songs like that where it's like, I'm kind of bored of it in the process. Like yeah. I'm not even finished the song <laughs> and I'm just like, like that's about this it. is as far as I can yeah. take this. Like, yeah. Anyway, like there's no kind, kind of, of its own thing. You're not like, I'm not really challenging yourself. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. That's you, you need that balance of the two. It's kind of, it's really interesting. Like it's, it's hard to grapple with (laughs) a lot of the time. Like how much of myself am I going to put into this or how much focus on me, Chris, the musician, am I going to put in this versus like how much is like the song. Yeah. It's, it's sort of difficult. I, I found like hiding behind doing funny songs made that a lot easier. Right, <laughs> like, right. Do you feel like it made yeah. it easier to take those risks when you didn't feel like it's like, this is a song about me, Chris, this is who I am. You know, Totally. Like, you... So much, so much easier. Like it's the, like there's its own challenges, like trying to be funny on purpose and then hear your own like dumb joke over and over <laughs> until it's not funny anymore. And yeah, you have no like... idea what's funny anymore. Right. By That's its own thing. But, but mm-hmm. definitely like, putting out the songs and then taking a risk, you know, getting some idea like, oh, what if I did this, like, have this stupid line that, like, doesn't mean anything but might be kind of funny if somebody hears it. I could, like, totally put that in and just be like, oh, it's just part of the silly, like, 
vibe or whatever. Right. And right. then <laughs> and it would and it would work and then I add more like layers and details and talented musicians on it and then it's like this whole high effort thing for one dumb line <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. but and then it it makes that sort of stuff a lot easier to do. Yeah, so the the comedy aspect really really helped in that sense. Also being able to do different genres was really like a fun thing about that cuz like in previous like original bands I've been in, I've always been like trying to borrow things from different genres, but it really made songs sound like, you know, we're not a cohesive band right now. We're like, yeah. <laughs> what what's our genre? What's our thing? Like, how do we describe ourselves to people? It's too varied. But with like comedy music, it's just like, oh, it's as long as it's funny, you can do whatever genre like you can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever fits the song. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you're brand of comedy like there's differences in the characters right and different types of jokes and that kind of thing but it's still very you like I think your brand of humor your sense of humor comes through (laughs) that's like the through line yeah but but you're right yeah it's kind of built around that framework of being it's every song is its own thing yeah Um, so you can yeah just kind of go with go with the flow of that I guess okay well I really want to bring up (laughs) this is nothing to do with anything but I think it's just kind of (laughs) highlights your character but it is it's not even a story of mine but it's just one that I love telling people about you and my partner Thomas so I we like blew past our introduction to everything Chris and I work together (laughs) yes (laughs) there's the connection that's the connection (laughs) we both work at Long McQuaid you're not technically my boss, but you... More like your secretary. <laughs> yeah, really. you're secretary. You Administrative get me, assistant. Yeah, Administrative yeah. assistant, yeah. You get me students and you yeah. get me money, so... It's great. What else could you ask what for in a yeah. colleague? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> work and money. Work and money, yeah. But we also work with my partner, Thomas, who also works at Long McQuaid. Yeah. And one of the funniest stories Thomas ever told me was this bit that you guys... Had. And I'm not exactly sure why or how it started. Oh, and um, before we get into it, just uh, full disclosure, there are a lot of F-bombs in this story. Yeah, so. yeah. we will have an, like, an E on this, yeah. on this. I mean, I think we have it on every episode just in case. But yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're around small children or, or, you know, just don't enjoy cursing, maybe just blow, blow past the one. Yeah, if you fast forward a, funny a little story, bit. Yeah, if you want to yeah. miss a funny story, oh, so, fine, fast forward. It's so dumb and there's so much build up but really it was just like <laughs> i don't know like let's we, start from the beginning though karen t- tells it really well let's yeah start. yeah i mean yeah okay so this is how i'm getting the other point of view i'm getting thomas's yeah, point of view so correct me if i'm wrong here but Perfect. it started with just a sticky note so chris and thomas everyone like answers phone calls and writes little messages down on sticky notes yeah and then we'll hand them off to people right as you do <laughs> I, I guess yeah and a place um, of business taking yeah, notes taking so, messages taking notes take messages sharing them with co-workers so chris you called thomas over one day and said you had like a message for him yeah call this person back right yeah a folded up sticky note (laughs) folded up sticky note call this person back thomas opens it it just says fuck you on it in like really tiny writing though too so you kind of have to squint at it like i wouldn't know that part it's It's so dumb so dumb dumb. a little whatever yeah and i don't know did you do that a couple times before we kind of retaliated I think I did like, I don't know, yeah, like once or twice before. Yeah, and then he started like doing it back. And then we started like one-upping. Yeah, it just got out of hand. So Thomas decided to look your address up in the (laughs) database. Yeah. (laughs) 
and mail a letter to you that was stuffed to the gills with paper and then just when you pull the paper out there's just hidden a sticky note saying fuck you that you got (laughs) weeks later like you didn't yeah nobody talked about it for weeks and then you just came into work one day like i had almost forgotten i was doing this thing with thomas so i thought it was just like (laughs) somebody like (laughs) yeah he put some like random name in the like like, what (laughs) fuck oh wait (laughs) somebody yeah, like he's really upset with you. Yeah. But I didn't know like who it was until later. <laughs> I was like, like telling the story at so work, and then Thomas was like laughing so hard about it. It's like that was me. <laughs> we had to tell you who it was. I yeah, I didn't know who did it. It wasn't That's like so it had no return. Were you, to were, you, were you sending fuck you notes to everyone? Yeah, in the office? yeah you guys it wasn't have a, a lot. special thing between a you. Few, and Thomas, a few right? people at work. I did it to a few How people. I, I've done it on stage to some people too. Being like, like I'll have on my phone like oh hey is this the next song in the set list and I show it to the bass player like on stage and, just, and you'll be like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. okay so this is a thing for you clearly mm. yeah it's a running bit yeah, yeah you also couldn't let that go so you no. <laughs> so Thomas came home like weeks maybe months later to a package he pulled it out and it was a shirt <laughs> that you had made that said fuck you on it <laughs> He now has this shirt at home. It was like a $25 bit. (laughs) Plus shipping. Yeah. Yeah, Plus plus shipping. shipping. Oh my God. Just to keep the bit going. I I just feel that was before the multiverse came out. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know you too well or your sense of humor. Oh no. But when that happened. Like this guy's an asshole. This guy's crazy. But then your music came out and I was like, that is so Chris. Like you just, you have a knack for really taking it too far. And you mentioned that a couple times in this conversation. You've mentioned it a couple times that you like to take like the smallest little joke and just blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a perfect example of that. Have you always done that? What is it about that that you really love? Yeah, that's a good question. I never think about why I find things funny, but it's interesting to think oh, about. Oh, I think about know? that a lot. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, if you, especially if you're going to like write a comedic. Yeah, you know? or just like even like watching stand up or like funny shows that have good comedy writing in it. Kind of all the layers of the joke in it mm, or whatever. Yeah, and seeing like how well done it is, like how yeah. thought out maybe. Yeah, or... where it just sounds like it's just this like funny, goofy thing that that's like, oh, it's so random. Yeah. Put that but it's like, oh, there's like levels to this. They were like very, like one of the funniest bits on the Simpsons is like where uh, Homer needs to get like a college degree and to work at the nuclear power plant. It's like they found out he doesn't have a degree and it's like, oh, you got to go back to college. So he he gets into college. Yay. And he's like, all right, he's <laughs> celebrating. And he like goes and he's like, won't need this anymore and takes a lighter to his high school diploma, which is like <laughs> on the wall. And like he lights it on fire and then starts dancing around going, I am so smart. I am. And then like slowly the fire is spreading behind him. And then he misspells more. He's like, SMRT, SMRT, like so many layers of like, you don't need your high school diploma anymore. Once you've got a college one, you lit your house on fire, you miss smelled smart uh, and you didn't notice that. Yeah, so many like things involved. Yeah, that's something I really admire with comedians. Like I've started to really, well, not really pay attention to the format of their specials, but just, you know, noticing how they craft jokes to like come back in later and to work. Yeah. Yeah. The callback, the classic callback. Yeah, call yeah. it's so 
because it's a joke on its own and then whenever they bring it back in a new context it's like doubly funny it's and like then a if, free refill joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost they, like everyone's in on an inside joke yeah like totally. brought everyone like in like you introduced yes. it yeah. got everyone in yeah. on it then it's like oh I remember yeah mm. that's exactly it it's like it's connecting with your audience right and like making them part feel like part of it it's not yeah. just and it also serves as like a really great closer which is why i think so many comedians do format it that way like you bring in a joke you know usually they have like longer premises and so yeah. then to bring in a callback at the end yeah. you're like bringing everyone together to then wrap up totally. yeah. you know it's a very clean way of making a full package beginning middle end yeah tie it all together kind of similar to what you did with your yeah. millennial you know like <laughs> no, you're gonna say with the joke with thomas tie it all together i don't know i think that really the levels pretty well, that's pr- true the levels got more in terms of the medium it definitely yeah. progressed yeah, yeah. not the necessarily the message not change. <laughs> <laughs> the content remained but yeah that was a bit. callback on a callback yeah a because callback. then the bit becomes like you went so far for this dumb thing that was like such a low effort sticky note like yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the, that's the humor of it i guess it's just yeah. it changes meaning right it's yeah. like not just this dumb thing anymore it's yeah that's just kind of like a chuckle but it's also like i care about you enough that i want to make you laugh from this dumb thing we're yeah <laughs> doing. yeah like, well yeah it's so funny because it's that like i take the saying, effort to do that for you totally <laughs> like you're saying fuck you which is inherently but it's also Not a little nice, dead. but it's, yeah, it's like, it's red as like, I love you. Yeah, yeah. it's just this little. Thinking about you. Yeah, thinking <laughs> about you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the shirt actually says. Yeah. You know, it says yeah. fuck you, but it means thinking yeah. about you. <laughs> Want to yeah. make you laugh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was, what was his reaction when? I think it was just kind of like a head shake. I mean, you know, Thomas is not the most yeah, uh, yeah. reactive person, but he was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> just like Disbelief. couldn't believe yeah. I think it's just the amount of time in between the letter I mean in between like the sticking out to the letter and then the letter to the shirt like we're gonna have, this is months from start to finish <laughs> and just the fact you know it's so spread out it's so mm. unexpected and then like oh my god <laughs> like what yeah it's it, when will this end? When and then, will this end? And then years from now, he's walking down the street and there's just this billboard. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. he's still plotting, I'm sure. Yeah. Or like, or, a, or a, a, like a an blimp? airplane banner. Yeah, yeah. a blimp. Yeah, yeah. I'd be the one to yeah. do that. Or, or um, like one of those cams at, at like a sports game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just holding up a sign. <laughs> Fuck you, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you don't invite him to your wedding because... Oh, oh yeah. That no would be the idea. place for yeah. the one-up. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> On the cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to cut the. Thomas like sneaks into the kitchen. Yeah. Oh my god! With his little icing take, piping. Take, yeah. yeah. Takes off the bride, like you know, the two like figures takes off the bride, just leaves like, the groom. Chris. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, don't give him ideas. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. That could god. be for the movie version. Yeah. 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 Or the show version, maybe if the car- you know, if the cartoon comes to fruition. Right. You yeah. tie this yeah. into the multiverse somehow. Yeah. Did it happen this in a store? Running bit yeah. Of, it yeah. can be the mu- you can just add some more characters. It can be the, the long and McQuaid that's in the mall. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We're giving you a ton of I ideas. tried writing one about like a music store, but it, mm. I was having a hard time making it funny. It just had rhymes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little too music-y. Yeah, yeah. It's too real for yeah, you. It's very descriptive. There are saxophones. There are trumpets. What's not yeah. to love? It's... I had one that I tried, it didn't make the album, but I had one that was called Florida Man. And it was like, you know all those articles you see, like Florida Man like puts alligator through Wendy's drive-thru window or like crazy things like <laughs> yeah. that. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, and like, I loved Florida. the idea that it's all the same guy and it's Florida, <laughs> Florida Man. And he just like goes around getting into all this stuff. He's like stuff the anti-superhero. Yeah, oh yeah. My He's God. Just, just, there goes Florida Man again. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Florida <so funny>. Man. <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's fun. awesome. That one, I feel like you could... I feel like you could make that work. Yeah, yeah. It'd like be like a fast, like punky, like Florida man, like Green Day. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Chris, we gotta let you go. I know you've got a big day ahead of you, so we're gonna wrap this up with our creative recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Chris, do you have a creative recommendation for us? Yeah, I mean, I'll tie it back to the creative thing I did this week. Try Dungeons and Dragons if you hadn't already. It's so Mm. creatively stimulating and scratches a lot of different itches. Like, there's a little bit of, like, acting. There's a little bit of, like, preparation. You get to roll, like, 20-sided dice, which is really fun. There's gambling involved. (laughs) And like random chance. And then you're all taking place in this collaborative storytelling thing. And there's like high stakes because your character might die or stuff like that. It's it's been really fun getting into and it. I feel like it taps into like something, you know, in very human in in all of us. Because I mean, everybody grew up like reading stories or having stories told to them too. It's Mm. it's a fun thing to to try. It's pretty easy to to get into as well. That's my question because Thomas wants to do Dungeons and Dragons. We've created characters. Yeah. I'm interested, but I also like, I feel like it's a big commitment. Yeah, it big... sort of. It, will, it, it can be, or you can do like a, a one a one shot. Okay. It's almost like if you've ever done like a murder mystery night, you know, that oh, you get those yeah, like packages yeah. that's, and it randomizes who the murder is and there's like phases to it and you have to act in character and kind of prompt the right questions. It's like, it taps into that sort of thing, but there's like dice involved and chance and like you never know what's going to happen really, but you're trying your best and... It's also the kind of thing that, like, it has a lot of rules, but it's mostly the person running the game that needs to know all the rules. You just need to, like, be able to, like, make choices as your character and then kind of know what the rules in combat are. But it's, it's pretty easy to learn, I would say, even though it seems like a thing that's very complicated. But, yeah, that's my, that's my creative it. recommendation. I've been having so much fun getting into that. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a character currently that you're playing as yeah oh yeah i i made this um well so the game i'm playing right now where i'm a player i have a like i made like a like a dwarf character and i thought it'd be like i pictured like a combination like if you combined gimli from lord of the rings with hagrid from harry potter and kind of like just <laughs> nice. put a little dwarf guy and like he's he's kind of dumb but he's wants to go adventure and tries best it's my first campaign so i thought <laughs> i'd make like a very basic character and then he would become really awesome based off of the things we go through 
instead of having like a really cool backstory where he's like done all this stuff, but then he's like a level one <laughs> character at the beginning of the game. It doesn't make sense. Right, right. Yeah, it's like you 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 know become awesome. But yeah, his name is I named him sort of after my cat Benny, so his name is Bennard McNuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Bennard <Awesome>. McNuckles. <laughs> Got to do like a fun dwarf voice. Is that stuff. the voice? Yeah. The, you know. My name is Bennard McNuckles. Hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You get to do fun voices, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, what about That's you guys? So cool. Well, I, I, I was thinking about a recommendation, and this is a little, maybe a little outside of the, this is, this is a bit of a reach. Karen and I were mentioning how, you know, giving creative recommendations or even saying a creative thing that we've done each week, they can become a bit of a reach at, at, at some <laughs> points. So, yeah. you know, take this with a grain of salt. I've been feeling kind of creatively inspired by food lately, especially at the farmer's market. So my creative recommendation is to go to the farmer's market and get some beautiful produce and like create a recipe. So I, I was like floored and this sounds so lame, but I was like floored by these beautiful heirloom tomatoes at the <laughs> farmer's market. And I had some strawberries that were like about to go off and some basil too, that was looking a little dingy. So I made a strawberry heirloom tomato basil salad and I bought some vegan feta and threw some walnuts in there. So it's like not the most innovative thing, but like it was so delicious. And then I also, the other day made a mujadara, which is uh, like a Lebanese, lentil stew thing and I was following a recipe for that but I I kind of like messed up the ingredients a little bit messed up the steps a little bit so I had to like redo the recipe because I had a huge container of leftovers that were like not that good so I bought another onion it's like the whole beginning process is caramelizing onions on a pan for like 30 minutes and so I bought another onion caramelized it again added more liquid and then put all of my leftovers in to kind of make it more stew like because it was a little dry Um, so I feel like I was like kind of flexing my creative muscles in the kitchen a little bit more than late than I have been lately get inspired by food buy some beautiful produce even if it's not at the farmer's market, whatever. Um, and just like play around in the kitchen a little bit. It can be hard to want to do that when it's so hot, but even just like a fun salad. That's a good challenge. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Especially, cool. yeah, with the farmer's market and getting fresh, like local Yeah, food. exactly. It's like you, be... you don't have to do very much for it to taste like incredible. Mm, nice. That's yeah. great. All right. Well, thank you, Alex. And thank you, Chris. Thank, yeah, you, guys. thank you so, so much, much for being so our fun. first guest and Whoa. for like helping us jump back into the yes. saddle and like, yeah, we, it yeah. was, a, it was a little, uh, knock off some thing. of this dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just remember we're speaking and not in front of people, but for, for people for to people listen to, to later. So, yeah. Yeah. well, I think, yeah, I mean, you are such an easy person to talk to. Like you said, you're, mm-hmm. you're good a good hang, hang. great hang, <laughs> great good hang. hang. Yeah. And I think you don't give yourself enough credit on your creativity because I think what you do is so creative and so cool and I really wanted to have you on because it's something like I've you know I don't know anyone who's doing what what you're doing and I love that you were able to take this idea that's like very true I just think you're such a funny guy you're such a comedic guy that's (laughs) something that's important to you or like very true to you so to be able to put that into a project and a a really good project yeah execute it so so well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so congrats on your on your EP and for our listeners please go check it out it's uh, The Multiverse by Krios 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 
sorry, I butchered that at the beginning, but can you say your you, name? You did it great. And it's there's no right way to do it. You just say Chris as if you're a 90s underbite singer like James Hetfield or the guy from Creed or whatever. Chris. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Excellent. This here's my buddy Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, yeah. oh, sorry, I interrupted you. I was like, and I'm Alex. <laughs> and you <this> are Alex. <laughs> you got to say it like a 90s. Oh, I don't know how to the do Alexa. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> Alexa. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Please okay, do Karen. To me, to me. <laughs> and this here's Karen. Congrats yeah. on a second season. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Vicarious, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>